1: Oh, and welcome to everybody. This is September eleventh, 2022 and this is Talk Cosmos. I'm Sue Rose Minahan and we are leading conversations, awakening the authentic self, empowering your soul growth and we thank you very much for tuning in, supporting, liking all that good stuff that we do these days now that we're touching through the ozone, right? Tonight is going to be a wonderful talk about a subject that's obscured yet as ancient as can be. It goes back to the second century BC with the great Tamal, um, Ptolemy. Thank you, Sue. Forget the P, English and me. And I think we have other, anyway. And uh, it's called Antitia. There is, that's the plural. The singular is Antitian, whether you can remember that or not but there is that little detail. And it's about reflected light on a cosmic basis with our zodiac as it stems from, as I'm saying stem, because we have solstices from the north to the south, which is along with our meridian and our pole line, you might say, of the earth. So the light is, how do you capture light? Sometimes it's like cats. I don't know, but it is a very relevant reality that my world constitutes everything. We have the solstices and we have the equinoxes and we are a light system, the stars. We have a sun. That's how we live. So that's a very general reference. We'll find out a lot more detail because our guest today is Mr. Richard Smoot who's been an astrologer for 50 years and very well known on many platforms because Richard has been a professional for 50 years, which I think I'm repeating myself, but he has a BS in social work and MPA, 19 years of direct services to astrologers and organizations, because his focus is guiding astrologers to their highest professional level. And some of these attributes which I'll line up and say will really present that wide screen that Richard Smoot has portrayed in the culture and the reality of our astrology world that's growing by leaps and bounds, it seems like. But Richard's emphasis in astrology is to empower clients to make their decisions because we have free will in determining life. He's an astrologer consultant, speaker, author, writer, facilitator of workshops, and I'm sure I'm missing something besides brainstorm keeper, I'm sure. He ESAR, now that's International Society of Astrological Research Operations Manager. He's also an ESAR certified astrological professional called a CAP. There are levels of um, um, professional uh, um, uh, uh, authority not authority oh boy anyway that's got a word here my brain is missed on that but um, uh, NCGR National Council of Geocosmic cosmic research these are we refer to these as acronyms a lot of times but they have full names and they're powerful journal publisher and with the organization for professional astrology better known as OPA to many of us a group leader and most significantly, Richard Smooth, is the recipient of the 2018 UAC, that's the United Astrology Conference, when you have these four organizations grouped together with the Regulus Award, which is a very prestigious award for those people of community service. No, service. <laughs> oh, my goodness. I could launch a comedy routine no this is for community service so thank you richard It was really a pleasure <laughs> hi it's,
2: it's wonderful to be here it's nice <laughs> to hear about myself
1: <laughs> well it's very true writing a resume but yes I, I thank you oh and also his url is astrosmoot but you can find this also on talkcosmos.com all that information so richard and and Tisha is something that is very close to your heart, as you've said. You've studied for 25 years, and it's illuminated Jung's work that you've studied. Perhaps you want to tell us
2: about All that. I'll just kind of give you an overview of it. Um, I picked this up when really when I first started astrology. Uh, uh, Raymond Merriman is my original teacher back in 1970 and uh, sixty-nine, seventy and um i just found it fascinating and i just built up over the years a, a deeper level of understanding how this how this can be used and um so really that's that's primarily it it has to do with um um shadows and reflections as you said earlier uh it is light but it goes obviously much deeper than that it's
1: um, it's true because from what I understand, and I've listened first to you and then subsequently, because it's captured me too. And if we have the solstices, which have that, you know, at the, um, boy, I can see it in my brain and my tongue isn't working. But anyway, Gemini, Cancer, and then Sagittarius, Capricorn. So that as the light, uh, it's, it has to do with 30 degrees. So if it's two degrees, Gemini is going to be 28
2: well, let's get started. Uh, let okay. me just, uh, let, let's just get started. Um, right. Let's see, I'm gonna skip this part here. And let's see, how do I do the next slide? Okay, I slide think you right. touch it, yeah. Yeah, okay. So as you mentioned earlier, um, this is, uh, Ptolemy is in the second century uh, BCE. Uh, and the thing about, that I'm going to look at carefully and what, piqued my interest with this, is that what I found out about the antisia is that I considered us both social animals because we live among society. We have our social mores and morals. We have our etiquettes depending on what audience we're in. We'll say certain things in certain groups and won't say them in other groups. Um, But at the same time, at the same time, we're also um, animals and we have the needs animals have. And in looking at Maslow's hierarchy of need, uh, I won't necessarily name, they'll come al- along, but we, um, in the fact, they're at the bottom there, food, water, rest, shelter, safety, security, and feelings of accomplishment and assessment. You know, without these things, we can just easily um, – react if one if they become unbalanced so i guess i'd like to kind of tell you how that can be unbalanced and give you some examples um if you ever noticed now somebody's under stress and let's say they have lost their home or suffering through a, a, a divorce or something major in their life that seems to uh or that will um become insecure with their shelter, with food or water. Um, That kind of pressure can put them under stress and they may seem like something is abnormal with the person. You may not know what's going on in their life, but they can just seem a little off. Like for example, um, I might say, someone says, you know, I I noticed Tom was really um, different today. He doesn't seem quite right. He, he really snapped at me. So they're just a little off, Sue. They're just a, a little off. And it doesn't have to be big. You know, they don't have to be crying or threatening suicide, even though that can manifest. Um, mm-hmm. It's simply a um, a reaction to the stress. However, once that once becomes in balance again, once they gain that security, once, let's say, they get over the trauma of the divorce, um, they can come back to normal pretty easily. And my experience is is that we can find out when these events will come up in a person's life. Uh, So Um, we're coming mm -hmm. deep into the psychological use of these intensity points.
1: Another fascinating, thank you, because purpose is, is so paramount. And detecting something just like any transit, so th- seeing that relationship that it's connecting to the chart or to oneself or to an yes. event. Because, and, and as we're talking, too, I'll say to our audience, in other words, it's so true, there's many ways of expressing shadow or thing, things that we don't recognize exactly about ourselves, and so that's. How, and I appreciate your focus that this is a way to learn to turn on the light to, well, that's another way of looking at it. Go ahead, Richard. So, you know, and so really, you know, we have two,
2: and this may sound really way out there, but my my belief and what I use is that we operate two separate horoscopes. One is our social self, which is our, our tropical natal chart or your Vedic chart, whatever your... Like your Rasa chart or whatever, um, but we also have our antisia chart, our Solstice chart, if you want to use a simpler term, um, and that represents our inner inner self, um, and both of them demand to be expressed. And typically, they're in balance, um, but you know, when life is challenged, you know, we just don't always are yeah. the same. Well, I think it's important that we just kind of go over, if you don't mind, what an is.
1: Oh, I'd love it. Yes, yeah. this is okay. important. Go ahead.
2: Yes. So, you know, the the two things, shadows and reflections, are a, a, an ancient uh, symbolism that is relevant in all languages, in every language, in every culture on earth. There is a word or something that will represent a shadow. And you can see my artistic ability here.
1: It works, it's balanced. I could, (laughs) I mean, it totally is. I love (laughs) this. But of course, Oh, yeah, go ahead. Well, I was going to say about shadow. What I find so important, being somewhat of an artist myself, actually, is that we can't see unless we have shadow. It That's, gives form.
2: It gives dimension. Gives form. As you see, the yeah. sun is, Let's. this would be kind of like our natal chart here. All right? It's shining down on us because we're the object that the sun is hitting, but the Anticia is down here.
1: Mm at the bottom okay, flat at the bottom yes.
2: you know and uh so that's for that's, those
1: people that can't see it yes it's a figure with on the ground a shadow like peter pan's right where's my shadow it's not three dimensional
2: <laughs> i i forgot we're on radio and i guess uh,
1: well we're uh, both no we're we're youtube and podcast yep got it <laughs> i know me too
2: yeah um, it's uh, uh i have a face for radio that's it Um, Okay, now reflection. Reflection is, again, a term that's in all cultures. And it's used to the way light bounces off an object that's in front of you, much like a mirror. And I akin it to, you know, you're walking down the street, and you're walking in front of a storefront, and there's a, you know, the big window, and you can see yourself in it. Um, There's a reflection of yourself. Okay. Like a translucent form, yes. That's right. It's not real, but no. it's an image that's that is there.
1: That's-
2: now. So uh, this gets uh, this really kind of gets in the meat of the matter. So I'm going to skip a couple, if you don't mind. Oh,
1: please. Oh, no, no, just free reign. Okay.
2: So when you do a horoscope, the Anticia, and I don't know if people can see my my um, cursor, um, but um, this is, the ancients looked at this. This comes from, actually comes from um Matic of Fermus. And uh, I made note of where I picked up this graphic. And- um, Yeah, we can't see the cursor, but that's okay. We can describe it say. for
1: those people that can't. So, But
2: you're over in the first house area and you see the Aries symbol. The Anticia for Aries is straight across over to Virgo. Yes. And then with Taurus- if we're looking again below the horizon, Taurus over to Leo, the two fixed signs, and then Cancer to Gemini, or Gemini to Cancer. And you mentioned earlier that you have the their Gemini, so you're gonna have all your a lot of your Anticia points in Cancer. But above, but if we're looking at the Northern Hemisphere, we see that Pisces and uh, Libra, Aquarius and Scorpio, Capricorn and Gemini are antisia points with each other. Yes. The other way of looking at this is, um, again, astrologers tend not to look at this particular kind of, if we were to take a chart and turn it sideways, okay, or take the universe and turn it sideways. So we're not looking at it uh, from a north-south uh, perspective. I mean, from, I mean, a longitude perspective, but from a north-south perspective. So this yes. is a destination view.
1: Like from and the it, north pole, looking right down, perhaps. Correct.
2: Yes. So you could well it's actually on the equip, on the equator. So this is how the signs would appear on the equator. Um, so we have the tropical capricorn down here. Again, this is the farthest the sun goes below the horizon, below um the equator, and obviously the summer solstice is up here, tropical cancer. So as the sun moves from Aries to Taurus to Gemini, you can point out the um, uh, Antissia points. And same for below the equator with Pisces, Libra, so you know forth. richard
1: this is a beautiful slide for those that can't see it and it takes some concentration to focus on it's really true and i have studied somewhat about sky astrology and our earth i know gemini bright goes over and i love all that yeah. and so it's so fascinating but here we have the equator and if you've ever gone through mexico you'll cross the tropical Of cancer because that is north of the equator and then if we were to go down below the equator to south america we would go across the tropic of capricorn so in other words the sun travels between those two which are like 23 and a half degrees approximately it's actually a little right but so i'm just mentioning to folks but what i love about this slide for those that can see it and those that can't is it shows the angle because we think of and how it would, anyway, it's a beautiful slide. So thank you. <laughs>
2: <Okay>. <laughs> I won't muddy the
1: waters anymore.
2: <laughs> okay, let's see here. I had to move the slide. Can't figure how I do that. Let's see. Oh, oh yeah. I
1: think you touch it. Yeah. yeah.
2: Now, so this is a very complicated chart that we really don't need. This is, you can find out here that if uh, at the top here, if you have uh, one degree Cancer, its solstice point will be 29 degrees of Gemini. Way too complicated. Let's move to something that's simple. You can easily figure out the Antissia degree and sign, taking 30 degrees of the natal planet minus the Antissia degree. And the planets exchange energy as follows. Or so rather,
1: really, which I think what you're saying because you read that reading is that you take 30 degrees, which is a house, one house, mm-hmm. and then whatever natal degree it is, subtract it, and then that becomes the antitia degree. You you just reverse the words. That's what that, what is, that is that yeah. is correct.
2: Okay. Uh, so, so, for example, if you have um, a, a, a planet that. Uh, Ten degrees of Aries, then we're going to take that thirty minus ten, we get twenty, and then the antisia of Aries is Virgo, so yes, twenty right Virgo, across. yeah, twenty. It Virgo. is
1: a, it's it's quite a little bit of a a, a pattern to realize, but just having yes. any uh, cheat sheet, you know, having the horoscope with the lines and then thinking what adds to 20, it, it it works. <laughs> Thank you, Richard. Well, you
2: could always use that, but you know.
1: Yeah, uh, <laughs> a good guideline. Yes, it is, yes, that's right.
2: Okay, so um, as you can see here, this is even an, another way of looking at it. I'm just showing the natal uh, planet sign and the antisia point sign, now they're correlated.
1: And it is fascinating, as you had said, that all the fixed signs are actually square in that. So that yes, that's yeah, correct. other than that, they're like an inconjunct or a quincunx, however you want to think right. of it, because it's, if it's on. Uh, yeah. But and then again, this is, because I like to remember in patterns and I'm thinking for people that if one can think solstice, well, then immediately you have those buddies down at the bottom entering and exiting, which is Gemini. Cancer, or uh, the other end, the south end, it'll mm-hmm. be the Sag and Capricorn.
2: Correct. So. Oh, thank you. Okay. So here's my buddy. I don't, I don't know if we're going to really go into this right now. I just want to see. Yeah, what. I don't
1: know if we have time.
2: I we don't have a we couple
1: do. of minutes. We, we might, maybe we should just discuss a little bit about some of the um I know the psychological you've said and some questions because let's talk about shadow a little bit and then we can come back.
2: So I don't know how to exit this particular
1: slide. Oh, oh, I think Nathan, our our Yeah, our, yes, thank, thank you. you. <laughs> We're back to the beginning. yeah well, those are very clear. And what I love is this idea that We can take these points and realize that there's going to be a shadow representation, because that's really what Antisha presents to us: is this powerful light that that is perhaps in an area that we don't just recognize of ourself, but it's a message.
2: It's, It's it's a message, and you know we're born an animal. We don't really socialize until we learn how to talk and recognize our parents and interact with the outside world. Um, when we're an infant, our whole world has to do with uh, shelter, food, water, housing, uh, to be to be appreciated and loved. I mean, a baby unheld is a baby unloved, and they can yeah. wither. They will wither. They do. Um, so, uh, so what Jung is is talk uh, start. I was looking at some comparisons, and I when reading uh, Carl Jung's stuff. Um, it came pretty clear to me that he was describing anima and animus, and I won't necessarily go into the, the psych, psycho babble of the of of, uh, of him. But to me, it is a an expression of um, you know it's an expression of what's going on inside of you. So if you have two charts, you can you can create the Santisia chart from the you know, from the formula that we just talked about a few minutes ago, using that and create a whole chart based on that, you can easily come up with, um, um, you know, what your Anticia chart looks like. Um, go ahead.
1: Yeah, for instance, if we were to take, and this is, we have a couple minutes here, but if, like, for instance, let's go to the one of the solstices, like if we took Gemini and, and Cancer, the idea would be that, because astrology serves on this basis. A lot of astrology is offering us like your nature there's nature to this, there's free will how you're going to devise your own plot of earth you could say or how you're going to make your meal, but yet you're going to make a meal. To use that analogy. That's because,
2: that's interesting you said that. I just, you know, the thing about um and this can get us off into another radio program. Um, Good. <laughs> it would be uh, like, how much do you think we really do have control? Uh, what we mm. have is the interplay between your ability to have free will and following a path. It's kind of like you're following a recipe, but you can always throw in extra extra salt.
1: Well, this is true. Sugar. And what I like about that is because it is an eternal, whether it was all, uh, you know, um, uh, not Faust, but, 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 but anyway, the 18, a lot of the 19th century people, anyway, people, H- Hawthorne or whatever, I guess maybe is my literary, I'm, I'm getting tangled up in those details. But despite all that, because there are options within an archetype. And to me, that is. So perhaps it's this duality, which there is with everything. You know, we have our, even on Earth, we have a primary motion. We're spinning. We have the secondary motion. We're going around the Earth. I mean, around the sun in, in on the orbital path of that perceived or that orbital path, ecliptic. But the point being is that if we have like an or. I don't know if the word ordained, but that kind of goes along with the fate idea that we have this snapshot of being born with these energies and this extra relationship is your calling. It's our choice, whether we're going to reckon the shadow or, or even have the willingness.
2: Well, that's it. You have to recognize it first, you know, and if, uh, if, uh, Tom in our previous example just starts to not bathe and he starts to smell because he's not taking care of himself. We, you know, we as the public, as the social say, ew. <laughs> yeah. You know, and, um, uh, some friends may say, you know, what's, what's going on, Tom, you need some talk too. and that's a good point for, um, of someone who's in some kind of a stress to seek a counselor of some type or an astrologer to uh to work through that but not every astrologer really uses this method it's just a matter of having a consultation
1: many tools it's it's nice having the kit and And it's a, a valuable one it's since antiquity and it has purpose thank you richard we will be right back we've had a great platform with anticia or antision if it's the singular and i'm with richard smoot and this is Talk Cosmos on September 11th, and we'll be right back. Thanks. While we take a break from this week's edition of Talk Cosmos, let's take a look at this cycle's archetype. We are currently in the yin period of Virgo, By leaving a cycle based on the creative manifested legacy of our highest creative form, the energy of Virgo completes the last sign below the horizon of the self and requires discernment to perfect oneself through the mental process of critical analysis. As a mutable earth sign duly ruled by Mercury, Virgo refines, heals, or fixes through daily routines, developing skills and services to control nature's chaos, and maximize efficiency.
2: This is Martha Norwalk every Sunday morning beginning at 9 a.m. Thanks in part to the Ananda Institute of Living Yoga, we cover the world of animals. This week, September 18th, it's Behavior Training and Healing Sunday with me and talk with your animal or human loved ones on this side or the other and personal awareness coaching with Natasha Venter. So plan to call in with your questions for either one of us or a personal reading with Natasha.
0: Hope you can join us for Martha Norwalk's Animal World Sunday morning, 9 a.m. to noon, right here on Alternative Talk, a.m. 1150. If you'd rather listen to the show archives with audio only, the entire podcast collection since 2018 is available on most podcast carriers. So grab your coffee,
3: tea or kombucha and enjoy the show. Talk Cosmos is celebrating its sixth season and has a special gift for everyone listening to the show, a free mini transit reading from your natal chart. This reading can help you discover your life path forward and make you aware of current opportunities and challenges. Talk Cosmos Kaleidoscope Visions Panel invites you to participate in this learning experience and to interact with the astrologers reading your chart in 2023 during the monthly Kaleidoscope Visions Show. To schedule your mini transit reading, send the show an email at info at talkcosmos.com and find more information about the panel at talkcosmos.com. We look forward to connecting with you for a free natal chart mini transit reading with the Kaleidoscope Visions Panel, scheduled every fourth Thursday of the month at 1 p.m. Pacific on Talk Cosmos.
0: Alternative Talk 1150,
2: the talk of the sound.
3: Hi again,
1: we're back. And since that time, and next year, 2023 will be our sixth season, not this year. So that's exciting. Thank you, Richard. We're back again and on a huge subject with lots of options. And I'm thinking, you know, right now, all, well, the many, most of the planets are retrograde. We have Mercury that's just stepped into that hallway and we have all the outer planets. So it's really a time to, as we all call those rewords, reassess, rethink, replan. And with Jupiter, I was just noticing a a sheet I have, you know, it's that time where maybe we missed an opportunity, but so we have this opportunity idea, but really it is also when we might get confronted with some of those unseen shadows as we call of, of why things aren't working and, and that part of our psyche. And besides that, our nodal process right now, this is all astrology talk, which is a lunar cycle of, of the of the nodal system the north and the south and we're in that releasing period you could say with Scorpio which represents our psychological depth and of course there's always this um, because what gets in the way everything has its strengths and everything has its weaknesses that's my point so what I'm getting at is is that with an tissue that whole process, it it really uh, works ideally to to also address areas that that it, it might I mean almost beyond the social where it's really psychological. There's something in us that we just ref- because I will say today is 9 11, and for instance, it was a it happened due to many reasons of, we can say a political nature, we could say a spiritual nature, we could say it all kinds of different ways. And it 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 addressed for the people of the world and for the country uh, a lot of pain. And particularly if, like I have two cousins that were at 9-11 and worked there and have health issues. and They were firemen, um, volunteer firemen, because my folks are from new york originally well that's where they grew up my dad came from norway but anyway enough of that details details but um so what i'm getting at is is that we we things come up in life that are serious and we need to find ways of of seeing how so if it were like Maybe I'm pulling in so many parts here. Or take England that's lost their queen right now. This is a Commonwealth uh, uh, serious situation where they have this person that's changing the fabric of some kind of context. Even people that have said on the news that they were kind of surprised that they felt this way. So what I'm getting back to is if we take like um gemini and cancer or it could be sag and i'm thinking one's close to the solstice so in other words the opposite sign would have maybe something in that that would be a shadow part of them like let's say it's capricorn and sag and a capricorn has a sag uh antitia point or antitian point for the singular that maybe they have some kind of a um um, uh, uh, righteousness about their attitudes with within their structure of thinking that they are not I even know. looking at. Would that I, be? I, it? I, actually, I've never looked at it that way.
2: <laughs> so, oh, okay. <laughs> no. I see. The, the point. The point is with the antisia is that you know once you set up an antisia chart, it's a bi wheel, two wheels together, and you typically put your um, the natal chart in the center. So the outside wheel is your natal wheel, okay? And the outside chart is the antisia chart. And any time that a transit, progression, uh, solar arc, or any other of our techniques that we use um, hits that point, hits one of the antisia points, it will set off a... um, a possible way in which the person's going to show a reaction between their natal self and their social animal self. Okay. Does that make sense? It does. It, yeah. It, yeah. Now, the it retrogrades, uh, uh, now, apart from Antissia point, when you have a planet, you have to look at your natal chart. And if you have a transit that is the same that was like you look back at the same time many years ago when you had this repeating transit let's say we're looking at saturn and saturn goes retrograde all right look at the look at the times in your life like your whole life and map out when saturn was retrograde in your chart i mean solar fire does this uh, software programs but it's also solar fire does it and uh, um, uh, uh, Kepler does it
1: or um, even an ephemeris an old-fashioned ephemeris oh gonna, oh, oh yeah one of those yeah <laughs> <laughs> or astro.com you know I, I suppose they they have one too so
2: <laughs> the, the point is is that you're going to relive the experiences that you have but you're going to relive it. As a more mature person, you know, as as an older person, so you'll still have those same issues come up, but have you dealt with them or have you not dealt with them? With Mars going retrograde, um, you know, Mars and I have a different use of keywords. uh, Mars is simply action to attain a goal. I don't look at this anger and it's instinctive. It's instinctive. It's fire. it's just simply act and um uh to accomplish something uh saturn's getting down to the basics it's not really anything more than that um uh i'm uh so like
1: what's the foundation how am i gonna yeah, build on that what's the foundation yeah.
2: what's the uh all oh, right what is the foundation mercury is speech and talk and communication things of that nature how to so, connect uh, um <laughs> but as far as antisia goes it's important just to you know if you have so if uh, any of your um, listeners have software it's easy to build up um, the easiest way to reach me and I, I probably should have stopped you earlier the astro.com um, website does not exist any longer i'm still oh. i'm still i'm still building a new one i had to eliminate that one so if you reach me it's astrosmoot at gmail.com and I'm more than willing to uh, work with your listeners and and even like do the chart of theirs if they give me the birth correct birth information I could give it to them it's not a big deal
1: it's fabulous it's fabulous yes you do have quite a legacy with astro.com is that with Astro Dents now or is it different well, it's it's
2: that- astro Dents is astro.com it's their That's platform what I uh, yeah. Yes, I um, I owned um, for years. I owned um, uh, Lois Rodden's um, uh, mm. birth information that she had uh, uh, with the Rodden rating and so forth. I owned that website, and I sold it to Aloise, uh, the owner of uh, Astro.com and AstroDents, a number of years ago. And so it had. Uh, uh, I, was, I was. It was given to me. Um, by uh, uh, several people, but uh, Lois gave it to me with her blessings. and As a uh, steward. (laughs) As a steward. And so I um, uh, sold it to uh, uh, Alois and it's now part of many programs. Uh, David Cochran in his Mm -hmm. Sears and Kepler programs has put it right into the software. So you can do um, research, uh, all kinds of research with it. And you're dealing with, and it's, uh, uh, the software that I had doesn't exist any longer, but you were able to, um, uh, you were able to do all kinds of research with it. And um,
1: and research is really where astrology is. It
2: pointing. has to happen.
1: It, yeah, is. It, has, it, ha- ha-
2: well, it has to happen. I mean, um, astrology without research is, is just make-believe.
1: It, it gives empirical information. It's true, and I know that David Cochran does vibrational astrology, which ultimately all astrology repre- I don't know represents. I'm, but I'm taking. I'm,
2: I'm in David's courses as well as oh. um, as was well um, um, Linda Barry. I'm
1: taking. Linda berry has been on. I'll, I'll have the two of you on together. I would Ooh. love that. Linda's <laughs> been on several times. And I do love her whole context of, uh, of um, because I wanted vibrational. I've been wanting to go to David's conference for years, but distance and travel is not always so easy.
2: Well, if, you're, um, if your uh, audience is interested um, on YouTube, if you look up David Cochran, and David Cochran via Astrology. He probably has um, oh. Oh, 50 different um, videos.
1: <laughs> he's fabulous. Well, yeah. he, he,
2: he's a machine. How can I, oh, how can I he's
1: it? You can definitely binge and happily until your mind and soul is so weary. And you spell that C-O-C-H-R-A-N-E. That's and, Yeah, and Linda now has her... Uh, I think it's astral sleuth that is astral yeah dot com mm-hmm. that Linda has and she has a wonderful daily uh, diary that she puts out just if you email her for free and every single day you get these wonderful accounts yes. and a running account of the Sabian symbols and in fact that somewhat inspired me to that one of the panels I have we do the new moon and we use the Sabians all of it it's like how along with the energy so th- sure. back to tools. And, and Tisha, which all of this relates somehow, but with this idea of the insightful um, prospect of looking. It's interesting. I had, okay, if we were to use, because we don't have a chart immediately to bring up, but Mercury went retrograde at eight degrees, eight plus change of Libra just a few days ago on the 10th. And so if we were to do just a simple and Titian, that would be 22 because folks 8 and 22 add up to 30. Now, granted, it might be a little less, might be the 7 and the 21, but we're going to round it off. So it's 8 and 22. So, And if you go across, Libra above the horizon goes over to Pisces. Neptune's right about at that point. Bingo. <laughs> <laughs> so, any thoughts?
2: <laughs> well, think it think it think it over. We have we have a planet um what were you saying what was retrograde? I'm sorry. I missed that. S- it was, say
1: it again? Yeah.
2: What what planet are you talking about?
1: Oh, n- uh, oh, oh Mercury, 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 Mercury retrograde. Okay. Yeah, so, oh, that's fine. So, so okay. if
2: it's hitting its solstice Neptune. Okay. Um then that Neptune which is the ideal you know it's a Neptune is not just um sacrifice or it's faith it is trust versus mistrust but primarily it's about fantasy and what your ideals are so it it would be it would come up in an animal self as the expression of your needs expression of your fantasies the expressions of where you want to go in life Mm -hmm. so that's how you might uh use that in a transit chart
1: well that's very powerful thank you richard because right now we have jupiter leaving the early degrees of aries because it only Mm -hmm. went up to eight and it's amazing how eight is like ricocheting all over the charts it seems like it's either going starting at eight and going back or coming to eight and going forward. But anyway, so if people have eight in their charts, I think, you know, you might be um, inspired or triggered or or activated, we could say, for a lot of things. But here we have, so in other words, uh, it's retreating, as we might say, or repeating whatever through the early degrees of Aries to get into that luminous Pisces of imagination. Right. Right. The womb So here we have a lot of, uh, and it dissolves. I mean, there's all these attributes to it. So perhaps a time to to see if our imaginations can be grounded into manifestation as they all go forward, or if they're just delusional.
2: (laughs) But the thing with Neptune is, and I don't. uh, I mean, if you want to use it in any way, you can. It's there to use it. If you want to take it as something that is illusionary, um, you don't have to accept that. You can just go ahead and use it for the purpose that you'd like to use it for. So if it's to, you that's want true. to bring a if you want to bring a dream forward, mm. it's the time to do it. You know, it's the time to do it.
1: Oh, you that's know, a just, great Aries. I love it. Yes, like well, you just, do, you, do do do. <laughs> well you set to seize the opportunity, you know.
2: Yes, and, that's um, right. Seize the opportunity. Now, There's really further down the road, you may find out, oops, that wasn't exact. Because again, how things go about manifesting will depend on all the other transits and things that are going on in your chart. So it could be a you know, if you're looking, it might be a misstep that you want to correct it down further down the road.
1: And that and life is like that, it is, it's a fabric of mm-hmm. a, a, a evolutionary process, however we want to call it in and through all these terms well it really has a lot of hope i think that because yeah the retrograde periods are that second step you know i suppose if it's cancer it might go sideways it might be so natural but for a power ahead let's just instinctively do things or or not maybe look at the details whatever the 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 nature of the energy might be that one's working with when you think of all the things in our chart it can be some frustration but yet through that process if one is um, wanting to be aware it's promising a lot of good tidings yes that's nice yeah so we're in the retrograde right now and with the thought So Antitian, when you did uh, Sheen. um, Yes, Charlie Sheen. Charlie Sheen, which really hit the news several years back and without going into all its chart. Was there a central, uh, there must have been like a central key in that chart of Antitian, Antitia? I keep trying to remember which is plural and, and not that kind of illuminated you to think like had he some insights or astrological guidance that he could have recognized.
2: Well, if uh, if Nathan can do this uh, on the PowerPoint slide number twenty two, um, let's see. Yeah, let me. You can
1: you can click it with your hand. There you go. There
2: let's, we go. Right thank there, you Nathan. Yes, thank you. Mm-hmm. So here we have, and this was his during his meltdown. Uh, back in uh, uh, 2011, he had this, uh, with Snoop Dogg, he had this, um, uh, I think, torpedo <laughs> torpedo tour. And he really became unhinged. Um, and what we're doing here is I'm looking at the, his natal chart. So, as always, you look at the natal chart. The ruler of the chart is... Um, uh is uh mercury, mercury. and you just had to you just had to find your mercury over here okay and in the twelfth house so uh
1: over there but um was at seeing- the ascendant. At, at um, ascendant pardon me if i yeah just for our non visual oh, head, oh yeah. okay okay yeah now
2: um he has his Venus that is our ability to attract our ability to um, see things that are beautiful. The expression of beauty is in his 11th house. At this particular time, um, the antisia Saturn is right on top of his Venus. Mm-hmm. So that can be a withholding of the beauty nature. It also can be a shifting uh, of the of that particular nature or denial of the, of that particular um, love nature or beauty nature.
1: Some limit, some limitation.
2: It's definitely involved. He was going through a, 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 a nasty, nasty divorce. And you can see where that his natal Venus in the 11th house is hitting all of these uh, uh, actually making a square to this Venus and Mars in his Anticia. Now, it's Tension. just a point. Yeah, it's not the seventh. It looks like it's in the seventh house, but Anticias are not placed in the chart. it's oh. not. You can't read it. I. They're like satellites
1: that are attached. Because to it's the...
2: because it's a reflection. It doesn't mm. exist in the natal chart okay. so it's really empty so we're just but for us um that are looking at the antisia we'll just say that it's hitting his solstice venus mars principle yeah okay so his animal self is going to be coming out at this
1: point okay and, yeah and partly it happens to be in sagittarius which has a lot to do about the natural world too so it must have been a really a, a streak of freedom that he wanted to be liberated from I Well would think the, immediately
2: the biggest thing that set him off at least um psychologically is that his progressed ascendant at 13 degrees of cancer is making a T square between an opposition that he has between Pluto and Saturn ah. so he um If we're looking at what the ascendant means, it's the path we are walking down right now.
1: And it could be, and and pardon, I'm kind of interjecting for people's thinking, but control. Is he ready to release the control that maybe he's trying to exert that isn't, or his sense of power, empowerment. Maybe he's feeling no power or not having power. I'm thinking Pluto and Saturn and that tension action there at, with all of this. That, that's part well, if of Well,
2: if you look at that chart, that Pluto is also conjunct Uranus.
1: Mm-hmm. And, in
2: the, and in, the, uh, 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 in the VA terms and uh, vibrational astrology terms, uh, Pluto is um, obsessive okay it goes down deep but it's this obsessive and uranus it just doesn't give a damn it'll just do what it does
1: you it know? goes and, on its sides and, and it doesn't it,
2: it doesn't care about the consequences now or in the future i'm just gonna do it and it's making this opposition to saturn who wants to get at the core of craziness
1: yeah, like we have a foundation and we're working on something. And I see that maybe you're out here and you're but hey, we have got work to do. I mean this is yeah. like
2: <laughs> so I hopefully this I don't know that I hope this example kind of shows how this works between the animal self and you know, gets you can see his natural tendencies. Uh he's into film, you know, he's a movie star. So we have Neptune right at his mid-heaven. Um and it's very close within 4 degrees of his midheaven. Uh he has Mars right next to it, so he's a very active film person. He wants to accomplish something through his his ideals, okay? So you can, you know, read his chart, his natal chart. Um if you see that uh we talked about his marriage, he's been married three times. Uh we have uh Jupiter as his ruling planet over here, uh, lord of the seventh as they say. And then we see that Jupiter natally is down his second house. So it's kind of like a possession, okay? Um, but that oh, solstice a... ju- that solstice yes. Jupiter is sitting right on it. In VA, Jupiter says big. It's big, let's do it big. And with solstice Jupiter on it, it's
1: oh, For my animal self, I'm going to do something that's really big. Now, this is a great example. Exactly, it expands. Jupiter is the planet of expansion. It's the biggest in the universe. I mean, in our solar system, anyway. But it's very true, and it's the beyond. You know, it's like traveling, and also up up for people. I'm listening. But here, you have like a a solstice point that's exactly. Well, it should be, shouldn't one of it be 29? Why are they both one degree, uh, um, I mean, the computer did that. but Right, yeah.
2: No, that's that's going to be correct. It's, it's, um, yeah, this is a progression. It's not a.
1: Oh, it's a progression. Okay. Well, very good. Because it is a deep, deep subject. Okay, yeah, because progressions, folks, is. Another technique of measurement, which astrologers use and and for those of it that you are. And um, so
2: this is Progression, you can look at a progression as how you mature in life. You know, how you, this is growing old, you know, simply growing
1: old. Which, yeah. using those experiences we have, right? Yes. I mean, they've got to be, yeah, it's always a matter. We have a few minutes. We have a moment here. We don't have to just, I used to say goodbye and that was it. Well, that is the glory of it because if we're going to live a full, complete life, we want to get through those little jagged areas so that our flow.
2: It's being your authentic self.
1: Yes. I think that's really superb. I thank you, Richard.
2: Well, thank you for inviting me.
1: Yeah, so folks, to find out more at any point, because Richard does consultations, it's Astro Smoot. And if you get lost, go to Talk Cosmos. I have it on. At Facebook.
2: gmail.com.
1: Yeah, at gmail.com. Yeah. <laughs>
2: thank you, Sue. Well,
1: thank you. I will talk to Linda. This could be fun. Okay. In fact, I'm thinking of a date already. Okay. All right.
0: Thank you for joining us on Talk Cosmos, the show where Sue Rose Minahan and her panel of guests connect soul growth patterns with the energetic cycles of astrology. Be sure to tune in next Sunday at 1 p.m. Pacific time to continue your journey through the roots of the cosmic pathway.